It's Thursday, June 27th, and today I talk with Tommy Ryan about making the move from Salesforce to Microsoft. It's a generally broad topic, so we dive into the different products, and you'll be amazed with how many, how much overlap there is between Salesforce and Microsoft. So if you're interested in learning more about uh, either making the move or the individual products themselves, give this a listen. Hi, and welcome to the Work Together Better podcast. This is your host, Danny Ryan. This is Three Wheels' official podcast about enterprise collaboration, how people, process, and technology combine to help organizations, departments, and teams work together better. How's it going, Tommy? It's going well. It's going is well. It? Is it? You, you it's, a good, it's a good sock day. You Did you check out my socks? A, you hesitated for a second there. You checked your socks to make sure it was a good day. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, tell me. what the, I need some background What do you think? Things. We're going to have to have some pictures of this, all right? So, what are, what are, give, give me the background on the socks. Well, we um, had a wedding in Colorado a couple mm-hmm. months back, and this is from the New Belgium Brewery. We took a brewery tour. It was actually my first time doing a brewer, brewery. So you tour. went to a brewery and you and bought got, socks. Yeah, sound like I've been to the brewery. <laughs> brewery. <laughs> but yeah, we, and we got uh, glasses too. But nice. the, the socks were kind of cool looking socks. So you you probably wrapped the glasses with your socks when you put them on the air. Yeah. Uh, how'd you know? Oh, I'm smart like that. I'm yeah. Not, I know I had a package. That's things. that's an old trick. All huh? right. Talking about packaging today, we're to, we're going to talk about a really important subject. So background on this is we've been talking through a bunch of different platforms and moving to Office 365 and Microsoft in general. And today, we are going to cover one of the big ones. Uh, and that is Salesforce, and we're going to talk about Salesforce. That little thing called that little Salesforce. That little thing called Salesforce. And you know what? We, on the when we talked about different platforms, that uh, uh, you know, we we talked about some of them that were more along the lines of enterprise social, with things like um, a Workplace by Facebook and Slack. And then we talked about some of the what Gartner used to call the enterprise file sync and share. They not now call it uh, the content collaboration things like Box and Dropbox. Right. And then we also co- we covered some of the you know the Google stuff, which is more around office productivity types of things, and started to get into a lot of overlap with Microsoft. What I find with this one is, man, oh, man, we've got, we, when I talk about moving from Salesforce to Microsoft, I sort of initially just thought, let's focus in on Chatter to Yammer or Teams. But then I think let's start this whole conversation off with sort of like all of the different services that you could move from. And maybe we can jump into a little bit more detail in other uh, uh, upcoming podcasts, um, breaking out some of these individually and sort of the, the um the benefits and challenges of doing that. But today, let's focus in on overall moving from Salesforce over to Microsoft. Sound like a good challenge for the day? We can do that. Awesome. So I think as I look at getting this started off, and Tommy and I are looking at a board and probably uh, Austin, if you want to take a picture of it, you can add it into the blog post if you want to. But I just sort of threw up um, 
uh, one column Salesforce, the other column's Microsoft, and then the area. Because the more I started, uh, we started thinking about this, the more we started recognizing the the vast amount of overlap between the products uh, that Microsoft has and the products that Salesforce has. Yeah, this one probably has the most so far. I think Google yeah. had quite a bit yep. to kind of move over, uh, had a broader platform, but Salesforce definitely has um, the most overlap. Yep. So let's, um, I think probably the, if we start with um, the chatter to Yammer slash Teams, and that's that's in the enterprise social area. I think um, what we see there is, you know, ch- chatter is, uh, is, is a product from Microsoft around enterprise social where you're able to really, uh, what's nice about it is how it's so integrated into the CRM and how you can start conversations about an account or start conversations about an opportunity. The important thing with enterprise social is sort of context. Like, what are we talking about? And I think one of the the benefit, really, the benefits of of Chatter is if you happen to be using Salesforce for your CRM, and we'll get to this later. Um, you know, if you if if you are, the benefits of sort of having those conversations about those particular objects or things within Salesforce, yeah. how you can keep it close to it, and that's really yeah, beneficial. I, that's a good point because yeah. I think when you look at, let's say Yammer as mm-hmm. one alternative on the Microsoft side, is that Yammer is kind of that centralized stream of information. There's groups, the way to kind of channel some of that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are staying at the, the highest level where they see everything from their groups and things for, for the all company. And then when you're in the, the world of chatter, it's more of kind of a add-on to the objects there. So if yeah. I'm inside an account or if I'm on an opportunity, I can start a conversation and I don't have to give it context. I'm already in that context and I go over to the chatter kind of tab and start, you know, pulling people into a conversation on that particular object. Yep. I think chatter um, has in some aspects a closer relationship to teams because teams has that ability to have discussions around pieces of content. Mm. And so it gets to the context uh, in a natural way, yep. where if you're just in Yammer, you got to do a lot of extra effort to kind of pull in the context. You have to kind of link over, and it's a little bit more disjointed. Yep. But I think both Chatter and Teams give you that close to the content, conversational context. Yep, yep. Yeah, and I think um, with this, it, you know, for us, I think we use a little bit of uh, you know, our, our approach is, you know, we, we have some conversations in chatter. If it's, you know, if I want to ask somebody, Hey, you know, what's going on inside this account or what's, what's the latest without, you know, sorting, sort of starting these little conversations about different things that are, are in Salesforce for us. Um, then I think, you know, I, I, I put Yammer slash teams because I, you know, I looked, what was it yesterday, yesterday or maybe earlier today and like looked in our Yammer feed and like, it's, it was probably six months ago was the last time somebody put something in there. I mean, Teams has replaced it. Mm-hmm. So I think the enterprise social, and I understand, we're a small company, so I understand for larger companies, for the outer loop stuff, Yammer just makes sense. But, um, you know, I think some of this, some of those types of conversations are really going over in, into Teams. Um, and then you have, you know, you have whatever the appropriate structure inside of Teams for those social conversations. They're set up there. We now, with Teams, we also have the, you know, you have the smaller groups and also the entire company. So, you know, trying to 
collaborate across the entire organization where it's more of a talking about something. Uh, teams seem to be enabling more of that nowadays. So um, what would be, why would you, like, why would you move from chatter over to, you know, like, is there, it, you know, and again, I think we're, we've talked about this with Enterprise Social, which is the content around this is really, it's, um, you know, it's transient. It doesn't, it's stuff that's conversations from a while back, which is good metadata, but is it really stuff that you need to migrate over if you decided to move from Chatter to Yammer or Teams? It's, it seems like it, there might not be a whole lot of value out of doing Yeah, that. the only thing, and it's kind of a stretch, is a Chatter around file content. So if you've got binary content in Salesforce and yeah. for some reason you are, let's say you've got contracts that mm -hmm. you're collaborating around in Chatter where you've you kind of see the history of how did we land on this final piece of content yeah. then moving that over that conversations over to teams if you're moving the file content into sharepoint might be um you know have some value that it's not as transient it's like i want to go back look at this file and i want context yeah. to how this file landed um to take you know things and push that into yammer I really don't see a lot of value in that. And th there have to be special cases that, um, you know, bring some value to say, I need to go search these mm -hmm. conversations and where do I want to quote stage or move these conversations to, to stay in the office 365 platform. Um, maybe that could be Yammer if it's, if it's knowledge. The next, that leads us to the next piece, which is really around files inside of Salesforce. I don't know whether it's nowadays whether it's called Chatter Files or Salesforce Files, but essentially you're storing binary content or, or files that you want to store inside of Salesforce. You know, we've, we've um, a while back, we created that integration between Salesforce and Office 365 where you can, you could sort of, you know, you could store files about uh, accounts, opportunities, um, and uh, inside us, inside of Office 365, and you sort of had that full experience, which was a really nice, you know, the 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 files component within Salesforce doesn't have that sort of like I want to go edit it and make it very easy for you to edit files. At least it it, it uh, it's a little bit more of a, a um, multiple step process. Let's put, put it that way. Right. And this might be, you know, for content that is in like a binary format is would be something that's of value to move to and and for the mic on the Microsoft side it'd be OneDrive or SharePoint online that it makes sense to really migrate that content over if you were, you know, wanting to to make the move and you've got a I think we really do start to see a lot of benefits of storing files within the Microsoft platform. Uh, where you have that integrated office experience, you really it's a lot. There's a lot more that you can do once those files have been moved over. Yeah, yeah, we do have context to this where we built the the integration that you know was an app in the App Exchange and and the ability to have cheaper file storage because we're they're storing it inside of SharePoint versus inside of Salesforce and document management in general. Um, you know, it's um, SharePoint is is more of a document repository or content management system than Salesforce. Um, and, and I think one of the challenges we had is people didn't want to pay much for it yep. you know, at the end of the day. Um, and I think Salesforce was trying to create some of that um, that integration. 
Um, but I, I do see, you know, that can be a migration source, um, taking Salesforce files and moving them into SharePoint. Um, yep. So then the next, the next sort of place that I would like to go to, so we hit chatter and we hit files, is, um, is the Salesforce Community Cloud, which is really map service. This is sort of like the intranet, extranet portals piece of, of the Salesforce um, platform. And that would typically move over to something like, would move over to SharePoint Online and it's sort of its components as well. Um, that is something that, that's out there that um, typically, you know, we're, uh, you know, somebody wanting to, um, to migrate. I'm just trying to think of what sort of, what sort of content, why would they make the move? What are the benefits of doing this? Any thoughts on that, Tommy? Well, I think we look at this as an extranet scenario. Um, when you look at community cloud, um, I, I think, uh, you know, some scenarios are, are teams that you would externalize. You're trying to get collaboration across organizations. And so, you know, we kind of point at SharePoint online, um, could even maybe even say Teams is an example yeah. there. Maybe the front end is Teams, and yeah. you've got components of it going to we're, SharePoint. We're doing that OneDrive. today. Yeah. You know, we're we've got some of our clients that we create a team that's we call it an external team, and we're finding more traction of people coming in to collaborate with us in a team than we did with say a SharePoint extranet. Yeah, um, just because it's it's simplified. It, it has very distinct streams of, you know, what do you do in this versus SharePoint Online. It's, um, it's documents, you know, and, and discussions are, are not very rich and, and natural as they are inside of a conversation in Teams. Awesome. Next area is, um, this is from an acquisition from Salesforce, but they bought a company called Quip and that's Quip it good. Um, that, and that would be in the, what we classify as sort of the office productivity area. And the, the equivalent to that would be, you know, office online and with the, with the office client, um, products as well. Um, I think this, yeah. I don't know if there's, if we're <laughs> I'm really not sure how much of, a. Of a, a longevity, you would yeah. see in this something like Quip, where they're trying to compete with Office Online as, as a set of you know, it's similar to, um, you know, Google Docs and Google Sheets, and uh, that, that it seems like Office is and, and Google are the the main players, yeah. and they're definitely going into a mature market to mm -hmm. to have. Uh, a competitive product to Office Online. And I think, you know, some of it is probably coming from we want to own the ecosystem and and uh, there is there is a lot of value in having an online experience to work with, um, you know, binary information, binary documents. So um, if they have to kind of be thrown over to Google Docs or thrown over to Office, they kind of lose that seamless experience um, so you kind of get why they're doing it, but I think most people, you know, they've made a decision. I'm either Office or I'm Google, mm -hmm. um, and they. I don't think a lot of companies are looking to have something better than that. Mm -hmm. You know, they've decided one or the other, and not, they're not necessarily looking for a third alternative. One has just happened within the last couple of weeks that I don't have up here on the board, which is Salesforce bought Tableau. 
which would be the wow. something like yeah, uh, Power, oh, cool. Power BI would be the Microsoft equivalent. Yeah. So that they're trying to round out the market. I could see that Tableau's. That. You know, that seems like a good acquisition. Yep. Yep. So they and they. Um, yeah, so that's that's one I have to throw up on the board here as well. So that would be a um, wow. The a lot next lap, yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. It's, you can see who's trying, who's taking on who, right? Yeah. Um, let's go on to the next one, which let's start getting off into some of the um, the apps pieces. Which, if I looked at like cloud infrastructure and services, don't you love the way I spelled infrastructure up there? Um, Heroku. So Salesforce has Heroku. Uh, Microsoft has Azure. This is a, you know, this is a, you're wanting to build out um, custom cloud-based apps. So they have, you might look at moving some of those over uh, from one to the other. Um, Then we have the, the custom apps, what I'll call custom apps area, which is the uh, Salesforce has the lightning apps. And then within Microsoft, it's really a lot of different types of apps like custom, you have custom lists within SharePoint, you have power apps, you have flow and sort of like those, you know, for building out those, um, line of business apps, um, you have those available to you as well. Thoughts on those two pieces. Well, if I, um, if I jump first to the, the custom apps, um, I found that, uh, kind of a entry level jumping into it. Um, I've been able to get into some of the lightning stuff and some of the workflow associated with lightning, um, you know, pretty easily. I just, I don't understand the depth there. I I think, um, there's a lot of power in there kind of very quickly. Um, they've been honing that over the years. Um, the whole SharePoint custom list power apps flow. Um, what I like about what Microsoft has done there is power apps and flow or, not coupled um, at the hip, let's say with SharePoint, um, they can kind of exist on their own and um, also very friendly to, you know, different data sources and and a a wider ecosystem of inputs and outputs when you look at things like Flow, where it's, you know, uh, gives you a little bit more of a if then than this type um, feel. And then, if you want to get deeper and deeper, there's there's extensibility there. So I, I think you know there's you know they're they're running fairly neck and neck there. Um, depends on what you're trying to do, which one would be more appropriate. And then from a migration from one to the other, I I don't think you're going to see a lot of that where people are migrating from a Lightning app to a custom list and Power Apps and Flow. Although if they've, you know, sunset Salesforce and they don't see that in the ecosystem, you would have to address that to say, yeah. what do I do with these um, kind of low code, no code solutions um, that, that's getting the attention of some of our customers looking at low code, no code, where they're investing in power apps and flow and some kind of third party solutions that would allow them to do a business problem in a week or in yeah. one or two week two weeks, which is pretty interesting where they're um, creating the ability to enable the business and do that quickly. So um, I think there is some momentum towards these low code, no code solutions. And then Heroku um, versus uh, Azure or Azure, um, I, I would say that's interesting. I don't, know how many people are 
um, comparing the two. I think they might be using Heroku because, again, they're on the platform for Salesforce and want to simplify things and, you know, go to one conference that they learn about all of it, just like, you know, people go to a Microsoft conference yeah. to learn all about the platforms. Yeah. Um, I, I I would say Azure is um, head and shoulders above Heroku. I, I don't – and some of it has to do with I don't see – a lot of momentum and press around that. Um, yeah. That doesn't seem to be something that they're putting as much energy in as maybe three years ago, where I saw a lot of hiring into um, kind of the account team and, and product team around Heroku. Um, it's been pretty um, low key um, from my exposure to it. And it seems like Azure is just kicking butt in yeah. terms of what it's doing and how broad it's become as a set of services. So save the biggest for the last, which is yeah. Salesforce CRM to Dynamic CRM. Um, I think you know as we look at this, there's obvious, obviously, uh, you know, there, this is a big, big move. If you were looking for, to move from one to the other, um, large efforts, large because uh, typically your CRM you've got uh, not just the data stored within it, not just for supporting your internal processes around. CRM, but you also have typically have integrations with other products. You have lots of, you know, apps that are built on top, you know, just things that you've built out to make, make it your own. Um, and there's, you know, comp there's whole companies focused in on, you know, if you decide to, which it's not to be taken lightly to move from one to the other, um, is a pretty significant effort, but then, you know, you might be looking at it for, uh, alignment to Microsoft reasons, or for some of you, you're just um, everybody talks about the Apple tax. There's some Salesforce tax, I think, as well. You know, you're just looking at uh, alternatives oh, yeah. Um, yeah. that are out there. Uh, you know, I think that's something that some folks uh, it's might an order be of magnitude to. more. I yeah, think it's a, it's a big I mean, yeah, it's a big jump. Yeah, especially when you're looking at any of the add-ons and things like that. But you know, I think there's an obvious um, that's a that could be a whole discussion upon itself is talking about um, moving from Salesforce CRM over to, to Dynamics. And, and there might be a whole area. Part of this part of the reason why we're having some of these discussions is just trying to find out from the community sort of like what areas are people looking at and want to go after. I think if there is interest from people, we hear people that they're interested in delving into more of this. We can with our background, understanding um you know, primarily Salesforce as, as, as our back, you know, understanding Salesforce CRM. I think our expertise, we haven't done a lot with uh, with Dynamics, but just interested to see where this goes and whether there's a lot of opportunity. We always around. toy around with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are some companies that hone in on that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's, it's, there is a broad set of things to consider, yeah. um, you know, the integrations and the customizations that go on. Yep. Then CRM, I think we we know it from a working model of using the tool um, and knowing some of the ecosystem of building apps in the Salesforce App Exchange. Um, you know that one. It's uh, it's one we, we keep our eye on. Yep. And um, that probably what interests us the most is uh, Dynamics has um, is you know getting pulled together with Power Apps and Flow and yep. being the power platform. And um, that is, um, you know, for building business apps, it's that dynamic CRM. So, you know, some of the things that you see in Salesforce Lightning, 
um, and CRM together is similar to, you know, the power platform where power apps flow and dynamics are coming together for, you know, low code solutions that are addressing business applications. It'll see. It'd be interesting to see how that plays. Whether we end up getting into that um, over time or not. Yeah, because with the the SharePoint <laughs> stuff, there's more um, things that are going away from you know building solutions in SharePoint to SharePoint being a service, and where it's kind of moving over to Power Apps Flow and Dynamics, which is where more of the business apps are being built. Awesome. So. Uh, part of this, hopefully this conversation, one, number one, some, I guess some takeaways from it, there is quite a bit of overlap. Uh, there are some areas where people might be looking at, um, at making the move and sort of coming up with an appropriate strategy of making a move from one to the other. Um, in this conversation, you know, Tommy and I are just sort of talking about these, about these things at, at a high level. We'd love to continue this conversation. If you're looking at doing something like this and want to, Talk maybe about a certain area um, where let you know where you're trying to move off of Salesforce Lightning apps and over to Microsoft with Power Apps and Flow, or I'll you know, use that as an example and want to continue on those conversations. Threewheel.com, uh, go to the contact us page. Just let us know you want to have some of those conversations, and we'd love to follow up on it. We're just trying to stay on top of what's what's needed in the marketplace. I think we. Um, with our expertise in building, you know, more and more different types of uh, platform type migrations to Microsoft, we're just trying to stay on top of what people are trying to do. And so if you're looking at one of these options, we'd love to hear from you. Lo- we'd love to get your thoughts on what you're, um, what you're trying to do. And some of these things are multi-year efforts and some of these are coming up with an appropriate strategy to get them done. And we'd love to be a part of that conversation, at least initially, uh, with you about doing this. Um, anything else, sort of things that you're, through this conversation, you're sort of walking away with, Tommy? No, I think we covered quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, this is where we see probably the most overlap, um, maybe not the most migrations. Yeah. Um, part of it is because they're both very strong players. Yeah. And so... I think there's, in a sense, loyalty to some of these platforms where people, it's fairly sticky. Mm-hmm. You know, they get in these platforms, they're they're pretty happy with the innovation and how things are moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, two very great companies. Yeah, I think that's for us. I mean, even with us, we're using both sales, you know, Salesforce CRM and well, all of as many of the Microsoft suite. So it's it's even worked out for us. But it'll. Uh, I think as a part of this as well is just having, you know, having the option of if you need to move off of one and onto the other is uh, help from an outside partner to do that and uh, coming up with the right strategy for it. Um, but a lot of these, they are both great companies. They're both partners of Three Will. And so it's sort of interesting just sort of getting into this and seeing what people, um, you know, sort of a lot of this is, is, you know, looking into the future and trying to understand what people w- will want. Um, great. We appreciate everybody uh, taking the time to do this. Um, thank you so much, Tommy, for your time. You're welcome. Thanks, everybody, for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to the Work Together Better podcast. We're available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you're looking for a partner to help you craft a modern digital workplace on the Microsoft Cloud, please come by and see us at 3will.com. That's the number three spelled out, W-I-L-L.com. Thank you and have a great day.